What's up, everyone? You are now listening to New York City Playmaker Podcast, hosted by yours truly, KJ Stroud. New York City Playmaker Podcast is a podcast geared towards current and former New York City football players, parents, and coaches. Here you will get some of the best football stories, including how some have achieved their football goals, overcame adversity, and even a perspective from parents and coaches. Let's get right into the last week of the Heist PSAL High School Championships. We got Madison defeating New Utrecht 20 to 13, while the defending city champions beat the number one seed, Tottenville High School, 27 to 0. Both Erasmus and Madison are back-to-back city championships. City champions, excuse me. Congratulations to both teams and their staff and administration for a job well done. Again, it's hard for any senior or any football program to win a high school championship. So for for some of these guys who go out with two on top, and for some of these seniors who win their first you know championship ever playing this sport, again I want to congratulate you guys because it's never easy to win in, in football, right? You need eleven guys executing at the same time to make something special happen. And here you guys were able to do it on a on a continuous basis and throughout the postseason to now you know. Winning city champions, winning winning city championships. Again, Tommy Salvato and Danny Lamberg is doing a tremendous job. You know, just putting their kids in position to be successful, and going out there getting the job done. Uh, if I want to look back and recap a little bit, uh, what Erasmus last, you know, football game against uh, Tottenville, they lost twenty four to twenty one. After that loss, the defending champions have outscored their opponent two hundred to zero. Again, that's phenomenal in itself for a defense to have to pitch nine shutouts. And you could only continue to expect, you know, great things from that program moving forward. And hopefully we'll see Madison, you know, in that moving up from the bowl division heading into the city conference next year. Next week, we have signing day for those seniors who will be signing scholarships to the college of their dreams. And uh, again, it is just a testament of your hard work and your sacrifices that you made to get to this point from youth football all the way to high school. You know, it's a it's it's a hat, you know, a hat off to the to the guys who put forth the effort into on and off the field. Got some athletes signing to the University of Pittsburgh, some guys be signed to Michigan. You got some guys that'll be signing in Sacred Heart. You got guys going all over. And again, that's great for New York City football because again, they overlook us and they look at us as just a basketball state. But now we can say for these past few years, we've have we have been a well-respected and well-known football state. And again, that's just a, a testament of the players' hard work and uh their coaches doing the right things to get these guys exposed, exposure, and then parents playing their part as far as trusting the coaches and allowing the coaches to do their their best jobs possible. To, for these kids to, you know, further their their uh, athletic and academic careers. Again, you know, just listening to some of the stories from some of the guys I've had on air and just hearing all the sacrifices they had to make to, you know, to get to their point of where they are in their career. You got some guys making that transition from being a high school stud to being a freshman in college and what that whole redshirt experience is like and vice versa, what it, what it was like for, uh, a stud in college, you know, to get to where he is, you know, today having to make sacrifices, having to deal with, 
you know, the distractions of being a New York City, you know, being a New York City native, just so many different things that can, you know, distract a, a, a athlete from reaching their goals. But again, there's so many athletes that are able to bypass any, you know, distraction and ultimately, you know, reaching the finish line. But again, once you get to college, the hard work is, you know, you know, uh, back intact and you're going to have to, you know, make those same sacrifices that you had to make before. And I'm wishing all the guys that sign on signing day, you know, the best of luck. And again, for those who don't sign on signing day, don't look at it as a, as a moment of, you know, discouragement or a moment that should, you know, deter you from your dreams. You should look at it as it just wasn't my time. And there's always a, there's always a route uh, a, a route B for whatever it is that you're looking to accomplish. Well, whether it's one double A, whether it's Division two, II, Division three, NAIA, or even during the post grad year, I'm a product of having a post grad year after I graduated from Fort Hamilton High School. So it 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 didn't it it didn't discourage me at all. It just made it just you know prepared me more for what it was that I wanted and I had to make sacrifices. So again, for any of those seniors who don't sign on signing day, don't look at it as a moment of being, you know, being discouraged. You should look at it. All right. As this just wasn't my moment. This isn't my time. My time will come later. And if you want that time to come later, you'll have to make those sacrifices again that you had to make those four years in high school. You know, you have to make those sacrifices on and off the field, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's, in the weight room, whether it's in the off season, whatever it is to give yourself a second chance, you know, to, to earn that scholarship. Cause again, I know so many, you, you hear so many stories and you know, so many guys that, you know, that earn their scholarship by just, you know, a guy not clearing or a guy, you know, on a cusp of clearing or just a, a team backing out because of an injury. And then there's an open scholarship there's so many different stories that you'll you'll get from so many different guys who made the most of their opportunity. Again, one of my high school teammates ended up signing a full ride to Temple because he worked out for a coach in a park and the coach fell in love with him and then wrote one of the best careers you can you can imagine for for an athlete from New York City. But again, it's just a testament of his hard work and just making the most of when that opportunity came because he, you know. I'm pretty sure he was set to go to preps, the prep school route. But again, for those seniors who don't sign next week, don't get discouraged. Put your leather vest back on and get ready to get uh, to go back to work. This next guest on New York City Playmaker Podcast is a young man for the past two seasons been arguably one of the most dominant defensive players in the city. Offensive coordinators always game plan and identify where he lines up on the field at all times. He's coming off back-to-back championship seasons and will be furthering his academic and athletic career at the University of Michigan. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you William Apache Mohan. What's going on, Apache? What's going on, KJ? How you doing? I'm good. All those first-time listeners out there, how about you introduce yourself and where you're from? My name is William Matthew Mohan, a.k.a. Apache. I'm from New York, Borough, Queens. What was it like for you growing up in uh, in New York City, and what was it like for you growing up in Queens? Growing up in Queens was a blessing, man. Everyone is cool, no gang violence. The people is good in general. Um, 
everyone is cool and everybody's just chilling. Nothing really much. So I know at a young age you fell in love with a game. Uh, do you remember what youth program did you play for? Yeah, I played for the um, for the Jamaica Bulldogs first, and after that I played for the Brooklyn Renegades. What was your experience like with uh, the Jamaica Bulldogs? Well, my experience with the Jamaica Bulldogs was good. Um, I, I had um, a lot of good coaches over there. Coach Devine, Coach Clark, Coach Tone, everybody was good. I was just learning my craft, um, just trying to um, just just see where I fit, fit, fit well in and what position it will like make me um, play, at, play at my best ability. So it was just great over there. It was good. Uh, and what was your experience like when you played at the Brooklyn Renegades? Oh, playing at the Brooklyn Renegades was great. Coach Hannah, he knew um, where to put me. He knew, like, because I was cold, he knew that um, I had good hands. So he was like, yo, I can do a receiver. So now I did some routes for him at the field, made some plays, I practiced. And then, and then it went off from there, and then I played well in games and MVP. Oh, that's later on. Um, yeah, that's definitely dope. That you won, the, you won the MVP of your your whole team, or was it like an MVP of your league? Oh, well, well, for the whole team. Nice. Yeah. So when you finished your youth football career, I'm sure you had a lot of high schools that were you know watching you while you played because you know you said you played receiver. You uh, you caught a lot of passes uh, for the Brooklyn Renegades. So when you finished your youth football career. What was the process like for you when it, when it came time for you to decide in what high school you were going to attend? Um, the process for me and my family was good. Just seeing what each high school had to offer for me and see how many kids they put into Division One schools. That was really it. Just seeing, like, yeah, that was really it. Do you remember what high schools, you know, recruited you when you came out of youth football? Oh, yeah. Grand Street, Midwood, Holly Prep, and Eagle. What was like, you know, some of the things that you were looking for other than just, um, you know, Division One, a division, a high school that was going to put you in a Division One program? Did uh, winning matter or did the coaches matter? Like, what were some of the things you felt like you needed in order to be successful in uh, in high school? And just a coach that has my back, that knows what I want, that that I really looks into my future. Um, a school that have good, great, good academics. Yeah, there's just a coach that really knows me well and really wants to see me um, be be, in my, be be at my best ability. That's really it. What was it like for you your first year in high school? My first year in high school? It was really great being a freshman. Just um, just learning from the seniors, taking mental reps, um, being, being 100% um um, doing drills, just um, just making sure I was on my ground, making sure that I knew how to do so. If they call my name, I could just go in and perform at my at my at my best ability. You're one of the, you know, you're one of the very few that you know is lucky enough to, you know, play varsity as a sophomore. What was your experience like on the varsity level as a, as a sophomore? And it was, it was great, just being a sophomore and just. Going out there, showing them, showing them who I am, showing them who Apache is, just busting my tail, fighting for my spot against seniors and juniors, just showing them who I, who I really am so I could perform and make a name for myself. 
and prove to the coaches that I could, that that I am the best out there and that I am the best at what I do. So yep. That's what I was trying to prove for my sophomore year. Your high school career was amazing, Apache. In the past four years, you've been to the championship four times, winning back-to-back championships this year, leading the PSAL in sacks. How great was your overall high school experience? My overall high school experience, it was amazing. Just learning from everybody else and the seniors and just just trying to dominate each and every time I go on the field. It was great. I had a great time. I had a great experience. And I know, I know I'm not going to get some high school days back, but it was, just, it was, just an, it was, an, it was an amazing journey. And I, I'm grateful and thankful to have my coaches and have great friends and great teammates that support me and drive me every single day. And, and, and it's been a blessing. And I'm, I'm thankful for everybody who've been, who've been me on this journey. And I'm, I just thank God. I thank God for everything. When did you know or have an idea that your high school career was beginning to peak? Well, it was my sophomore year when I got my first offer in Syracuse and a week later from Rutgers. And then a couple of college coaches were hitting me up on Twitter. And that's when, like, like, it's so, like, that's when, like, I felt like my peak um, at, high, at high school was, like, it was coming up there after my sophomore year. Do you remember what that first offer experience was like for you? And it was amazing. I was at the field. We was um doing seven on seven. And it was just it was just crazy. So, um Syracuse the Syracuse coach came up watching me. They had a good body frame, looking at me, just taking like um little details, seeing like how I how I, how I did my drills and just and just um you just you just seeing how how, how 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 I was playing, right? And then he left, and then he gave me a card, and then he said, "Don't forgive me." And he left, and then coach like five minutes later, coach Emerson said, "Come over here," and then he said, "I got off from Syracuse," and I was just so happy. I was ecstatic. I called my mom, called my dad. <laughs> I was I was crying. I was feeling joy. I was also happy. I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking God. And it was just a blessing. I was so happy. I was I was. It was a great, great moment. And then you Amazing said a moment. couple of days later, you got an offer from Rutgers. What was that experience yeah. like? Where were you then when you got that offer? Oh, I was in school. I was in school. I was so happy. Called my mom again. Called my dad. It was, it was, they were texting me, oh, blessings, blessings, blessings. I was just being, thank, I was being thankful. I was thanking God. So I was happy also for getting another, for getting another offer in, um, a week after. And off the so I was always really happy. Really happy. What would you say was your your highlight moment or your best high school game that made you feel like that I'm that dude? Okay, well, my best game in my high school career was my junior season, my first game against Curtis. Um, it was just knowing that we lost in the last year in a championship game and feeling that pain again that I went through. And when seeing them again, the year after, just made me angry and hungry for redemption. So in that game, I had like three, three to four sacks, three to eight tackles, to boom people. I was booming people left, left to right. And after that, people came up to me saying how I performed extremely well and how, and how I was chasing people like a bat out of hell <laughs> and um, going crazy. So it was just, yeah, so after that game, I felt like I, felt like I was the man. And I keep showing them that I was the man each and every single, single game after that. It was just amazing. 
So after that, that's when I feel like I was a man. What is it like for you being so, so you know, being so respected on the field from other players and coaches? It feels great, and it shows me how hard I work, and being respected, and, and just be respected as one captain. So it just, it feels great. Nothing, nothing else I can say about that. It feels great, really great. As you made a name for yourself throughout the city, you had a, a interesting recruiting process. You had Rutgers offer you. You had Syracuse. Um, who were some of the other schools that offered you in high school? Um, it was Michigan, Penn State, Miami, Michigan State, Nebraska, Ohio State, Penn State, Pittsburgh, Rutgers, Syracuse, Tennessee, and I think and and um, Wisconsin. Yeah. Do you remember your first college trip and where did you go and what and what was that experience like? My first college trip was um, to Ohio State with um, Coach Dane Lambert, Jordan Armstead, and Matt Jones. It was a nice visit there. To learn their culture and how their um, how the environment was like around there. So it wasn't bad. You know what I mean? It was great. It was a great experience getting getting out of getting um, out of New York, seeing how it was. So yeah, it was great. You're currently committed to the University of Michigan. Signing day is a couple of weeks away. What is it about Michigan that made you feel like this is the right place for you? What made it feel like the right the right place for me was my appearance and how I felt about it for the first time. We always out there, just seeing how the place I was on film and how it related to mine on my film. The coach's energy and vibe with me and my appearance was amazing and and felt genuinely real. Um, and then them taking us out to eat with other recruits. And them just mainly talking, talking, talking with us most of the time while he was there to make, to make us feel comfortable was really great. You know, that made me feel like, like that was my home. It made me feel like that was my home. Who was your recruiter when you, uh, from Michigan? Oh, Coach Campanelli and Coach Dom. Yeah, Coach Campanelli. How was, how was Coach Campanelli? How was that experience, you know, you know with him as a recruiter? Um, it was great. Come text me all the time, every week. Um, send me for a game. Showing show me love. It was really great. Great experience. So I, I was, I'm, I'm, thankful, I'm, thankful, I'm thankful for him. Was there any other schools that you might have visited outside of uh, Michigan? Um, yeah, I visited Penn State with a couple, a couple of players. I visited um, Ohio State, Pittsburgh, me and my parents. And I visited, um, no, and that was it, yeah. What were some of the things that, you know, you would say each of those schools, you know, were, you know, had something special for, obviously, like, what would you say was like the, you know, the difference between each program? Because I'm pretty sure they all had some differences and whatnot. Um, um, Ohio State, they wanted to put me at safety. Michigan wants to play me like fast safety, fast linebacker, like the Viper. Um, Pitt just wants to make me like a real linebacker, somewhat of a safety. Um, each school had like each, I don't know. Each school had like their own their own little things, their own little thing that they want that they want to do with me. But um, it, it was just a great experience just being there and them just um showing me different films of what they do and seeing how it could relate to mine. It was really great. 
What are some of the things that excite you most about your journey and what's next? Um, man, just the thing that I'm sad about is just dominate on the big stage in front of hundreds and thousands of people right. at, um, um, at Michigan. And showing them who I, who I really am, showing them who Apache is. And in God's name, after that, I go to the league and dominate there. And then after that, be welcome, welcome into the whole thing. God's name. Yeah. Michigan has a great tradition when it comes to linebackers. You got guys like Jabril Peppers, Devin Bush. Who would you compare your style of play to and why? I'll compare myself to Jabril Peppers because we're both quick and hard hitters. I love to throw people across the field. We both have that dog mentality in us. And that that does not that that does not stop until we get the job done. So I feel like that will compare me to bro. I know you got a couple of former teammates on that other on that other team up in Columbus. Are you excited yeah. to compete against them again on the national stage? Yes, I'm definitely excited to play against them on national stage. Just giving them my all and just having a good time, having fun. That's that's all I'm, that's all I'm worried about. Just having, I'm, I'm just worried, I'm just worried about having a good time, having having fun. Just seeing them, I'm um, just living life, man. That's really it. Just having a good time. Yeah, I can't wait. I got, I'm having a good time. I got one last question for you, and I'm really big on speaking things into existence, right? So I'm going to make a statement, and I want you to finish off what that statement's going to be. In the next three or four years, William Apache Mohan will be, and you get to finish it off. A first-rounder. NFL superstar, record breaker, money making machine that gives back to the community and brought the greatness. Hey Apache, I definitely appreciate you taking the time out to talk to me tonight. I'm wishing you all the best of luck in your future. You are arguably one of my favorite defensive players I got to see play throughout New York City. Your relentless approach to the football and your charismatic off the field, you have a very, very bright future and a lot of things to look forward to in your life. As long as you keep God first and stay humble and stay hungry, I see nothing I see nothing less but great things happening for you, man. Thank you so much, KJ. I really appreciate that. No problem. I really do. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for listening to New York City Playmaker Podcast. I'm your host, KJ Stroud, reporting to you from Brooklyn, New York. Have a good night. Peace. <laughs>